0: Well, welcome to a brand new episode of Straight Outta Crumpton, featuring, of course, the man himself, Greg Crumpton. Greg, how are you today, sir?
1: Hey, Tyler, I'm doing great. I'm uh, just got home from a, a soggy and fogged in Nashville this morning. But, oh, yeah.
0: Yep, yeah,
1: and the sun's out, so I think we're good now.
0: Oh, you're in a much better place than I am because I'm in a soggy and foggy Dallas, Texas today. It's it's really strange for for this time of year.
1: Well, you know, they say everything's bigger in Texas. So. There you
0: go. Even bigger fog. Well, today we have an excellent and awesome guest. I cannot wait to get the chance to talk to her a little bit more and learn a little bit more about her story. It's Adi Avin. She is uh, the founder and CEO of a company called Garden, and it's G A R D I N. That's uh, that's that's crucial if you're going to search for the company. Uh, but Adi has uh, joined us today uh, to talk a little bit more about relationships in the industry and how meaningful those can be. Adi, thank you so much for uh, for joining us today on Straight Out of Crumb.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. absolutely. So I, I guess before we dive too far into Garden and, and all the, the various things that you do and how you started the company and, and all those sorts of things, how did you guys meet?
2: So we actually met through um, Connie, Greg's wife. Um, we were both in the ballroom dancing industry, I suppose. We were both ballroom dancing and, you know, we just uh, on a social level met, you know, friends and spouses and uh, and we just, you know, Greg and I just kind of... Instantly, I'd say connected because we have, you know, out of all the people, we just have that business side to us that's uh, that's in common. We just love to talk about business,
0: and um, and, and I can't dance.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we don't have that in common. <laughs>
0: That's really funny. I was gonna, I was gonna ask Greg if you were a, a talented ballroom dancer.
1: I'm a talented
0: financier, a ballroom dancer. <laughs> excellent, excellent. That is, uh, that's fantastic. So, so you guys, uh, kind of met and you have similar interests and in that sort of thing, similar drives when it comes to business. Uh, would those be accurate statements? Oh, no, I think so,
1: uh, Tyler. We just kind of started talking, you know, when we would be at events and. We both realized that, that we like to work and that we kind of had this guerrilla tactics, you know, go out and kick butt, get with it kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. And uh, then once we became better friends, we just started talking deeper and deeper about it. And uh, it's just kind of blossomed over the last few years where we just talk work and have a good time. And I love what, what uh, she's got going on with, with her company. And, uh, you know, we try to refer each other, you know, to the, the proper people when needed for uh, work. And it just works well.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, what's funny is that every time, like, if we'd see each other um, out with all the dance folks, you know, we'd both just kind of move to the side and talk business. Because <laughs> that's just <laughs> much more interesting and fun. And um, and I've just, I've always just loved bouncing off ideas off Greg. You know, he's got so much to, to contribute. Um, and it's just He's really, I would say, he's really been like a mentor to me hmm. um, because, you know, especially kind of starting out my own business. And stuff, what a better person to talk to is someone who's been doing this for a long time.
1: Yeah, scar is hard to beat. So she's <laughs> the most beat up person she could, and
0: she found me. So we're good. So did you guys meet before you started garden, Adi?
2: Yes. Yeah. In fact, I, I can't remember, you know, I can't remember if I was working with my former company before that, like when I met him or not.
1: I think it um, just left, if I remember right.
2: Okay, so then at that point, I wasn't working for a little bit. I had some kids, and uh, that kind of took over life. <laughs> and uh, and then you know, and then the wheels started turning in my head. You know, I wanted to. I'm. I couldn't just. I mean, I. I couldn't just be a mom. Not to say, not to minimize what motherhood is by any means, but I, I always still needed to do something more than that. And um, and I knew at that point that I wanted to start. My own business, but you know, to trying to juggle kids and and work, and certainly running your own business is it's not an easy task. So I just had to wait for the right opportunity.
0: So tell us a little bit more about Garden and what you do there, and kind of where the vision for it came from.
2: So Garden, what what it is, is an interior plant design company, if you will. And, and what I do is um, I focus mostly on indoor plants, both res- for residential and commercial spaces. Um, you know the the whole idea behind it is that you know people spend so much money on interior decorating and interior design of in their, in their homes, um, and yet often, more often than not, they won't have a single plant. And mm-hmm. my 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 whole idea is that it's much more affordable to introduce. And and the biggest way to create impact in your space is to in the least expensive is to introduce plants. You know you have a space where you it's beautifully decorated. You don't have a single plant. You add one tree or one you know, piece of greenery, and all of a sudden the whole mood and tone changes of the space. So, and, and the thing about plants that I find more often than not is that people are intimidated to even try it. Why? Because it's a living, breathing thing. It's like, you know, you can, they bring something in that they don't know how to take care of it. It might not be the right plant. Uh, they put it in a basic pot that doesn't really work for their space. Mm-hmm. And then it dies because they don't know how to take care of it. And so what I do is I come into their space and say, okay, well, this is your decor. This is what we can put in terms of uh, a plant or a certain pod that will work within your decor because you've already spent so much money on it. You're not going to put something that's just plain. And um, and what? And then I, I go into the actual plants themselves. What plant's going to work for you based on your experience, how much time you want to put into this. Um, I'll work mainly with like low... Um, low maintenance plants. I want to keep it easy and simple for my clients, um, and I look at their space and see, you know, advise where's the best location for it, uh, based on, on, you know, the the, the core, the flow of the house, um, and basically, hopefully, create an experience for them that they're going to want to continue and hopefully add more plants and just enjoy them. I mean, there's no point of introducing, you know, a product to a customer. And it dies on them, and then they just never want to come back again. What, what have you done? What's the
0: point? Yeah, I feel like I need some of your expertise because I think I, I just look at plants and they die. And so um, I, I I need as much help in that, in that area as possible. But so, Garden, you started uh, about a year and a half ago, right? So how would you say that uh, relationships and people like Greg and, you know, knowing Greg and being able to talk and bounce ideas off of him and learn from his experiences – how valuable have those conversations been and those relationships been just throughout this process of the last 18 months or so?
2: Oh, it's been extremely beneficial. It's been invaluable completely. It's, um, I think from a level of, a from a level of expertise from just giving advice as to, you know, I remember asking him, well, how do I, how do I make this flow? How do I, how, mm-hmm. what kind of, how does it look, what does it look like? Um, and then, you know, the other side is that it's also just a level of confidence, instilling some confidence in me to say, listen, I mean, this, you know, this could work. You can try this or you can try that. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that's extremely valuable. So on different levels, it was just extremely beneficial. And
1: I think also, you know, I, I, I remember one day driving, I was going somewhere and I happened to glance at these pots, these big clay pots on the side of the road. And I'm, I'm like, wrecking you know trying to turn around to go look at these pots to call a d and say hey have, have you ever been to this place i remember that apartment? and she's like yeah i've already bought some so i think when, when you put you know some energy out there with with other people and in, into the relationships you know people start working on your business with you mm. and even down there you know referring uh several of my customers and friends have ordered from her just because Mm -hmm. it's an awesome gift you know if you're if you want to just have a thank you gift or whatever to someone what beats a plant you know because it doesn't die and you can't eat it so um, (laughs) (laughs) well it could die and you shouldn't eat it maybe is a better way to say that but um, you know, w- when we were talking earlier uh, off off air about the relationships and how she and I met and what we've done together, it's, it's really come down to, you know, when I think about it, it's just expanding uh, the awareness of her brand mm. and how you can help people that may not know about her business. And you just say, hey, check this out. And, you know, next thing you know, you, you've got this grassroots organization you know, calling her and say, Hey, I know this guy. And he said, call you. And, you Mm -hmm. know, we've got a friend who's an attorney who's used on some, uh, you know, just, it just works out. And, but it really all comes down to, you know, having that initial conversation of, Hey, what do you do? And what do you do while we're at a dance thing? And next thing, you know, two years later or whatever, three years, we're, we're trying to figure out how to grow her business. And, Mm -hmm. It's just been fun. But uh, it, it all comes down to just that that exchange of trust that we've talked about before. Like, you know, you feel like, you know, a, a decent while ago, you feel like that little bit of confidence. And when, you know, you have other people out there pulling for you, it, it does make you feel, you know, a little bit, Um, I won't say invincible, but it, it just props you up to where you can go fight another day.
2: Absolutely. And if I can just say that, you know, the amazing thing is that Greg has put the word out on my business and he's completely selfless. Like he's, he wanted nothing in return. And that to me, I'm not used to that. That's incredible.
1: I think that that's how the relationships carry forward. Mm. So that when a D's, well, she's never going to be an old guy, but when she's a. a <laughs> When she's a more seasoned lady, she'll be able to to look back and say, you know, maybe uh, this this youngster needs a little help, and she's able to get, pay it forward. You know, yeah. so that's that's kind of how I think it works best for me, anyway.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, would, I would suppose that in this type of thing, that uh, even with all of the social media that's out there these days and the various ways to kind of, you know, spread your brand and kind of grow it and make it bigger and help people kind of be aware that you exist, that word of mouth and, you know, referrals are still one of the most powerful drivers of business. So just how valuable over these last 18 months, you know, starting a company, how valuable has it been just to have those relationships with people like Greg and others who can evangelize your business? kind of for you and tell others about um, about what you're doing and about, you know, your talent in doing it?
2: I mean, I think that it's been everything. I mean, the, the fact that, word of like you said, word of mouth is is really everything. It's and not just enabled me to get the first client. It's opened the door. The client, I was able to put a picture on my website from the first, you know, the first picture of my portfolio. Mm-hmm. And then that goes on social media. And then that one, you know, so Then it expands from social media because it expands the awareness out there. And then also that first client now has, you know, says it to somebody else. And so, you know, it's just one word, one referral, and yet it opened the doors in so many different ways.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, I was looking kind of back at, um, Adi, kind of what you were doing before you started Garden, and it was something that, an industry that feels so completely opposite from plants, honestly. So, what kind of made you want to make that transition?
2: So, you know, I was in the metals recycling industry for a very long time, and for me, it was you know, when the time came to, when I've decided, okay, now is a good time to start a business, and I thought for the longest time, you know, what what is it? What can I do? What are my talents? Um, you know, I can't sew. I, you know, I can't make, I can't sew purses and sell them. I can't bake cookies and sell them and make a business out of that. So, you know, but then I, I kind of dove a little deeper and I said, well, my hobbies, one of my hobbies is plants. I've always had plants my entire adult life. I've always, for the most part, I've enabled them to live and survive and thrive. And I'm like, well, how can I combine my hobby and business, which is the other thing I absolutely love, and, you know, how do I find a way to make them work together and obviously make money out of that? So thinking about it in, you know, many different ways and stuff, I mean, the kind of the business came about. I said, well, how about I just start? At first it was, we you know, do I just almost open a little nursery? Do mm-hmm. I grow my own plants? Do I just... Do I open a little shop and sell plants? But then I wanted to take it a step further and say, "Well, I love—I do love design, and I do kind of want to make it my own creations." And so I got to combine the plants with the pots, and you know, do something that's a, you know a step further than just the plants.
1: Well, I, also, I would add in there, Dee, that you you have a natural knack for uh, connecting with people, because um, when I when I watch you and and have watched you over the years interact with people. I don't know anyone that doesn't like you that, you know, I mean, I, I just don't, you know, mm-hmm. so I think that's a great trait.
2: That I know and, of.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that we'll talk about anyway.
2: <laughs> right. like,
1: you know, when when you and I talked about the metal industry and, and what you did in that trade and, or in that business, one of the things that you said you really enjoyed was getting out and going to, to go see the customer even when they didn't need or even when you didn't need something like mm-hmm. you were just going to to nurture that relationship and say hey you know just checking in I'm, I'm not here to pick up a purchase order or any or a check i'm just here to you know uh, kind of like a well baby check mm-hmm. and i think people really relate to that um, because you know unfortunately a lot of times the only time you hear from a salesperson is when They want you to buy something, not just doing the well baby check. So I think people really relate to that. And I think that really helps your your whatever business you are in or wind up in or were in. I think that that, that's just a natural piece of it is that ability for you to just make that connection. That's a a gift.
2: Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think at the end of the day, um, I think it's about... I think it's about being interested, not interesting. I think people, at the end of the day, love to deal with people. Um, I, you know, I always thought it doesn't matter if I have to, you know, sell—I don't know—anything, uh, lamps. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, the key is that you're dealing with people, and if you, if you show, if you show that you're generally interested in them, which. You know, listen, some people might not be generally interested, but they make the effort and they make it look really good. And some people really are generally interested. Um, I think if you create, if you you show people that you're generally interested in them and what they do and you are on the same mission as them to, you know, help them grow their business. Or if they're not the decision makers, but they want to look good for their decision makers, for their bosses, then you're on the same mission as them. Um, They'll generally want to, they'll just want to deal with you.
1: Uh, totally agree. And I, I think for, for clarification for anybody listening, we need to clarify where you're from. Since you just said a boat, they may be oh. curious <laughs> if, you're, right. if you're a Canadian or not, are you?
2: Yeah, I'm Canadian. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Israeli and then Canadian. Um but I can't, I can't shake off the accent. <laughs> generally.
1: An Israeli Canadian is a rare breed. So yeah. you're in. And then it, it the comes
2: out era. more after a few drinks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's hilarious. So, uh, Greg, one of the things that kind of as we started this this podcast, we wanted to talk about was relationships and how it how they're beneficial and how they're crucial to to business and how they are crucial to. Um, getting things done and that sort of thing when you when you look at someone like a D, do you find that whatever business she would have started she would be successful because she just has that ability to connect with people like you were talking about that some people just have that it quality and she's one of those people?
1: yeah I totally believe that um, I was thinking about it a while ago uh, there's a guy across the street from from my house uh, over at my neighbor's and and my garbage disposal happens to be on the fritz and so what do I do? I text my neighbor and say, Hey, is that a plumber? You know, so um I, I'm looking for help and then I'm going to a trusted resource, which is my neighbor, and I, I trust her. And she said, Yeah, he's great. I'll send him over. So having that one-on-one that with with somebody that says, Yeah, that person is of quality, um, now when when Marty the plumber comes tomorrow evening to do the the swap out, the trust factor is already there, and you know I think that's what a D brings to the table is that quick ability to transfer trust over to her, um, and or whatever she's representing because she just has the ability to she presents herself in a way and whatever she's delivering that is legit. You feel good about it. the transfer at the speed of of trust. Mm -hmm. And I think once you've cracked that with people, you you can build relationships a lot quicker. And I I think it does that. So that was a long answer to your question.
2: (laughs) And I think, you know, if I can just add, I think at the end of the day, when building relationship is really, um, it's, I mean, the way that I view it is about creating an experience. Uh, Again, it's not, I don't care what I would sell, whether it's forks, lamps, it doesn't matter. Um, you creating an experience for a person, for a client, for a potential clients, for an existing client, for former clients, even though if you choose to stay in touch with former clients, it's, um, they just feel good when they hear from you when they see you. It Like Greg said, it doesn't have to be a long visit. It's just pop your head in. Hey, how's it going? I was in the neighborhood. Just want to check everything. Everything is okay. Do you need anything? Great. Thanks so much. Um, just to let them know you appreciate you know, their, continue, their continued business and trust in you. And, and that makes people feel good.
1: Yeah, and we, we've talked about it before, Adi, on, on a previous version of this podcast that as technical and, and as digitized as the world has become and, and will only become more so, there's nothing better than sitting down and looking at a person like in real time. You know, right. because it's now become an oddity. So anything that you can do that's other than shooting somebody a, a text, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's a little bit more personable. I don't I don't know what's next, like DNA grafting, you know, I'm going to shoot <laughs> you somebody. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what the next form of communication is. But just having time, you know, one-on-one and, and looking somebody in the eyeball and say, hey, thanks, I'm good. Or you know, hey, come here. Let's look at this together, or whatever.
2: Mm-hmm. That
1: one on one just goes so far. Absolutely. And, and I, I think that's the. I think that's how my businesses have always done well. Is because I still think you have to have a personal touch, and I think people appreciate it. And me, I mean, I'm a consumer. I buy a lot of crap, and I know that as a consumer, I I, I know what a good experience feels like. So I try to recreate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the people I'm dealing with
2: you know that makes me remember actually one of my first experiences in the metals recycling industry when I was literally just knocking on doors um, I remember going to what w- was going to become one of my first clients and I was 22 at the time I didn't know anything from anything and I sat in front of this guy um, he was the owner of a small I think it was a windows fabrication shop and and he asked me all these questions and I had just started an industry and I said you know I'm not sure what the answer is, but I can get back to you. And and I was enthusiastic about why I was there, even though I didn't know probably half the answers he was asking me. But then he looked at me and he said, you know what? I'm going to give you the business. And the only reason I'm going to give you the business is because you're enthusiastic about what you do and you're passionate about what you do. And that's what, and at the end of the day, I showed vulnerability that created trust, and um, and he knew he understood that I'm not going to try and just bullsh*t him.
0: So it it, it kind of sounds like you've always been a natural at connecting with people and kind of building relationships. But what do you feel like you've learned and maybe how have you grown in these areas um, recently? Like, what, what, in what ways do you think you've you've improved? Let's say at, at building relationships and connecting with others.
2: I think in my head, it was kind of almost a contradiction. Well, if I'm trying to be, you know, how do you, how do you continue to be transparent with potential clients while knowing that, hey, you got to make a living somehow without feeling guilty about it. it? was just, I think, having my own business, all of a sudden, it kind of put it in my head that it's okay to do that.
1: I think a lot of you people know, like, that are starting out a business struggle with how to properly price what they're doing because traditionally… You either work for a big company or you know you work for a, a smaller firm that may not share those kind of details of how they go about structuring their pricing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But when you, when you look at it on paper, and you're responsible for making it you know a profit because right. you have a dot .com after your name, not dot .org. Right. So it's okay to make a profit, and it's required because your customer should want you to make a living. So that you're able to keep coming back and serving them mm-hmm. Every, everybody wants everybody to be fair um, so that's the that's kind of the the struggle is being fair but charging the right amount to make a fair profit mm-hmm. without and in today's world think about it you know with Amazon's of this of, of our day and time and people say oh you're charging me 40 dollars I can buy it on Amazon for 20. And then you can come put it in. Um, No, thank you. You know, because that $20 profit carries a lot with it, like your insurance and, you know, your everything that's required to run a business, your website, your, you know, just your general overhead. And when when you're unable to sell a product or, or material, you're only selling your labor and that's... There there's just hardly no profit margin in labor. And it's just where we're kind of at in the day and time and it requires a lot of education of you as the the service provider to explain that and work, work through that with your potential buyer.
2: Right. I mean, that was definitely something that's very difficult for me. I think even still now, a year and a half into the business, um, Because it's not the kind of industry that I can refer to and say, well, it's not like I've opened a restaurant and I kind of understand going into it, how restaurants flow and how they price their, you know, their, their stuff. Um, I had nothing to kind of refer back to. So I'm kind of trying to create my own pricing models. Um, And I was struggling with that. And I think a year and a half into it, I'm still kind of struggling with it. Um, I'm also trying to gauge, you know, what are people willing to pay for this stuff? I don't really know because they don't, they themselves don't know. It's, again, it's not really something that really existed, but I think you know the main difference between the Amazons of the world um, and someone like myself is that you know there's nobody to talk to on Amazon. At the end of the day, you know if if something's wrong with their product, if they have questions about their plans, I'm there 100% of the time, um, and I and I follow up with my clients. Again, it's a, it's a relationship that I'm building with them. It's a right. it's hopefully a journey that they'll continue to you know to be on. Kind of like
1: that. Fiddle leaf fig that I had in my son's
2: Right, right.
1: That is no longer here.
2: That's right.
0: <laughs> May he rest in peace. She. She. Sorry. She. Excuse me. Excuse me. No. It, what, what's interesting is that you know that that almost kind of helped put it in perspective for me. That while you're running a, a, a business called Garden, and you know the, the the product is is plants, the product is really rela- you know is really the relationship. It's the expertise that you provide that. Uh, you know, I could, I could go get a plant, but I, again, would have no idea what to do with it. What, you know, what you're really providing it is, is a relationship in the end that that kind of is the product more than anything else.
2: Absolutely. Because I think that when you're introducing plants into your home, I mean, at the end of the day, you want it to last. It's not a product. That's just, it's not a living thing. And it sits on your shelf like a picture and that's it. You're done. The transaction is done. Relationship doesn't need to continue because it's ongoing. You want to have that support from whoever you're dealing with. You know, you want to know that if something is, you know, is not if it's um, something's going wrong, or it's, you know, it's a plant. As soon as it goes into a home, you know, it's a new environment. It might not thrive. You never know.
1: Think about this too. Uh, I think as a consumer, I love to be educated about what I'm buying. You know, I'm, I'm if I'm going to buy a, a, you know, a new station wagon or whatever. I want to talk to somebody who actually knows station wagons or, or, you know, horses or whatever you're buying rather than just, you know, a skew number. And I think that again, that one-on-one contact and, and then, you know, we've all had that experience with a salesperson who really didn't give a crap about anything other than making the sale as quickly as they could, where they could go to the next one. If, if you can stay away from that model and educate people along the way. And maybe they don't buy a plant from you this week, but next week they may bring the whole neighborhood over and buy you out. You know, right. that's kind of how I look at it is every opportunity to educate is just building that, that relationship deeper. And you know, that goes back to stopping by to say hi, when you don't need a purchase order, you're just saying hi for the sake of the relationship. and. I think what you're describing a d is is a lot like that um it's that that tether point a d what do you feel like you want people to know about you and about the company that you're building and why you're building it? Just give me that elevator deal that elevator speech that tell tells us about you and why you're doing it.
2: I think that at the end of the day, I would love people to not be intimidated by bringing greenery into their home. Uh, know that it is possible if, you, if they know the right plants, if they know that to provide the right environment and basic, basic care, um, then they can really enjoy the same thing that I've enjoyed my whole adult life is having plenty of plants at home in an environment that is probably less than ideal. Um, and just to know that you know it, it is possible and I'm there for them and I can help them through it. And you know, I don't market myself as a horticulturalist. And, but I definitely, I know much more than the average person and, mm-hmm. and it is possible and that's it. It's possible. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, plants, again, it's the least expensive way to make a big impact in your home, uh, on your decor, on the look of it and certainly on the mood.
1: Or your commercial office.
2: Or your commercial office. That's right. Absolutely.
1: Free plug. <laughs> Well, Dee, thank, thanks for taking time with us today. I'm, I'm glad we were able to. Uh, I appreciate you working with me on my schedule today that got a little bit jukey due to, to their airlines. But we had a co-pilot who decided not to show up for some reason. But anyway, um, thank you. It's always good to talk to you. I love hearing how you're going about building your your brand and garden and, you know, looking forward to, to seeing it continue to prosper.
2: Well, Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely, and Greg, thank you for uh, for doing this uh, an- another episode of Straight Out of Crumpton with me. This was uh, this was a blast. I I really enjoyed this conversation today.
1: Well, we we've had some good ones. We we've, we've got so many more good people lined up that are are you know. I mean, I don't want to overhype the thing, but you know, <laughs> we've got a lot of good people that want to talk about their relationships and the relationships i've had with them and and what we've done together over the years so it's going to be a blast so this is this is uh just another good chapter in the book so thank you
0: exactly well thank you and uh everyone like greg said we have great guests coming up as well so uh stay tuned for more from straight out of crumpton but for today i i think we're done so uh so greg you want to say goodbye thanks so much for joining us look forward to talking to you again soon